Story sixty five of Household Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. Household Tales by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. Translated by Margaret Hunt. Allerlei Rau. There was once on a time a king who had a wife with golden hair, and she was so beautiful that her equal was not to be found on earth it came to pass that she lay ill and as she felt that she must soon die she called the king and said if thou wishest to marry again after my death take no one who is not quite as beautiful as i am and who has not just such golden hair as i have this thou must promise me and after the king had promised this she closed her eyes and died for a long time the king could not be comforted and had no thought of taking another wife at length his counsellors said there is no help for it the king must marry again that we may have a queen and now messengers were sent about far and wide to seek a bride who equalled the late queen in beauty in the whole world however none was to be found and even if one had been found still there would have been no one who had such golden hair so the messengers came home as they went now the king had a daughter who was just as beautiful as her dead mother and had the same golden hair when she was grown up the king looked at her one day and saw that in every respect she was like his late wife and suddenly felt a violent love for her then he spake to his counsellors i will marry my daughter for she is the counterpart of my late wife otherwise i can find no bride who resembles her when the counsellors heard that they were shocked and said god has forbidden a father to marry his daughter no good can come from such a crime and the kingdom will be involved in the ruin the daughter was still more shocked when she became aware of her father's resolution but hoped to turn him from his design then she said to him before i fulfil your wish i must have three dresses one as golden as the sun one as silvery as the moon and one as bright as the stars besides this i wish for a mantle of a thousand different kinds of fur and hair joined together and one of every kind of animal in your kingdom must give a piece of his skin for it but she thought to get that will be quite impossible and thus i shall divert my father from his wicked intentions the king however did not give up and the cleverest maidens in his kingdom had to weave the three dresses one as golden as the sun one as silvery as the moon and one as bright as the stars and his huntsmen had to catch one of every kind of animal in the whole of his kingdom and take from it a piece of its skin and out of these was made a mantle of a thousand different kinds of fur at length when all was ready the king caused the mantle to be brought spread it out before her and said the wedding shall be to-morrow when therefore the king's daughter saw that there was no longer any hope of turning her father's heart she resolved to run away from him in the night whilst every one was asleep she got up and took three different things from her treasures a golden ring a golden spinning wheel and a golden reel the three dresses of the sun moon and stars she put into a nutshell 
put on her mantle of all kinds of fur and blackened her face and hands with soot then she commanded herself to god and went away and walked the whole night until she reached the great forest and as she was tired she got into a hollow tree and fell asleep the sun rose and she slept on and she was still sleeping when it was full day then it so happened that the king to whom this forest belonged was hunting in it when his dogs came to the tree they sniffed and ran barking round about it the king said to the huntsman just see what kind of wild beast has hidden itself in there the huntsman obeyed his order and when they came back they said a wondrous beast is lying in the hollow tree we have never before seen one like it its skin is fur of a thousand different kinds but it is lying asleep said the king see if you can catch it alive and then fasten it to the carriage and we will take it with us when the huntsman laid hold of the maiden she awoke full of terror and cried to them i am a poor child deserted by father and mother have pity on me and take me with you then they said Alalairau, thou wilt be useful in the kitchen come with us and thou canst sweep up the ashes so they put her in the carriage and took her home to the royal palace there they pointed out to her a closet under the stairs where no daylight entered and said hairy animal there canst thou live and sleep then she was sent into the kitchen and there she carried wood and water swept the hearth plucked the fowls picked the vegetables raked the ashes and did all the dirty work alalairau lived there for a long time in great wretchedness alas fair princess what is to become of thee now it happened however that one day a feast was held in the palace and she said to the cook may i go upstairs for a while and look on i will place myself outside the door the cook answered yes go but you must be back here in half an hour to sweep the hearth then she took her oil lamp went into her den put off her fur dress and washed the soot off her face and hands so that her full beauty once more came to light and she opened the nut and took out her dress which shone like the sun and when she had done that she went up to the festival and every one made way for her for no one knew her and thought no otherwise than that she was a king's daughter the king came to meet her gave his hand to her and danced with her and thought in his heart my eyes have never yet seen any one so beautiful when the dance was over she curtsied and when the king looked round again she had vanished and none knew whither the guards who stood outside the palace were called and questioned but no one had seen her she had however run to her little den had quickly taken off her dress made her face and hands black again put on the fur mantle and again was alalairau and now when she went into the kitchen and was about to get to her work and sweep up the ashes the cook said leave that alone till morning and make me the soup for the king i too will go upstairs a while and take a look but let no hairs fall in or in future thou shalt have nothing to eat so the cook went away and alalairau made the soup for the king and made bread soup and the best she could and when it was ready she fetched her golden ring from her little den and put it in the bowl in which the soup was served when the dancing was over the king had his soup brought and ate it and he liked it so much that it seemed to him he had never tasted better 
but when he came to the bottom of the bowl he saw a golden ring lying and could not conceive how it could have got there then he ordered the cook to appear before him the cook was terrified when he heard the order and said to alalairau thou hast certainly let a hair fall into the soup and if thou hast thou shalt be beaten for it when he came before the king the latter asked who had made the soup the cook replied i made it but the king said that is not true for it was much better than usual and cooked differently he answered i must acknowledge that i did not make it it was made by the rough animal the king said go and bid it come up here when alalairau came the king said who art thou i am a poor girl who no longer has any father or mother he asked further of what use art thou in my palace she answered i am good for nothing but to have boots thrown at my head he continued where didst thou get the ring which was in the soup she answered i know nothing about the ring so the king could learn nothing and had to send her away again after a while there was another festival and then as before alalairau begged the cook for leave to go and look on he answered yes but come back again in half an hour and make the king the bread soup which he so much likes then she ran into her den washed herself quickly and took out of the nut the dress which was as silvery as the moon and put it on then she went up and was like a princess and the king stepped forward to meet her and rejoiced to see her once more and as the dance was just beginning they danced it together but when it was ended she again disappeared so quickly that the king could not observe where she went she however sprang into her den and once more made herself a hairy animal and went into the kitchen to prepare the bread soup when the cook had gone upstairs she fetched a little golden spinning wheel and put it in the bowl so that the soup covered it then it was taken to the king who ate it and liked it as much as before and had the cook brought who this time likewise was forced to confess that alalairau had prepared the soup alalairau again came before the king but she answered that she was good for nothing else but to have boots thrown at her head and that she knew nothing at all about the little golden spinning wheel when for the third time the king held a festival all happened just as it had done before the cook said faith roughskin thou art a witch and always puttest something in the soup which makes it so good that the king likes it better than that which i cook but as she begged so hard he let her go up at the appointed time and now she put on the dress which shone like the stars and thus entered the hall again the king danced with the beautiful maiden and thought that she never yet had been so beautiful and whilst she was dancing he contrived without her noticing it to slip a golden ring on her finger and he had given orders that the dance should last a very long time when it was ended he wanted to hold her fast by her hands but she tore herself loose and sprang away so quickly through the crowd that she vanished from his sight she ran as fast as she could into her den beneath the stairs but as she had been too long and had stayed more than half an hour she could not take off her pretty dress but only threw over it her fur mantle and in her haste she did not make herself quite black but one finger remained white then alalairau ran into the kitchen and cooked the bread soup for the king and as the cook was away put her golden reel into it 
when the king found the reel at the bottom of it he caused alalairau to be summoned and then he espied the white finger and saw the ring which he had put on it during the dance then he grasped her by the hand and held her fast and when she wanted to release herself and run away her mantle of fur opened a little and the star dress shone forth the king clutched the mantle and tore it off then her golden hair shone forth and she stood there in full splendour and could no longer hide herself and when she had washed the soot and ashes from her face she was more beautiful than any one who had ever been seen on earth but the king said thou art my dear bride and we will never more part from each other thereupon the marriage was solemnized and they lived happily until their death end of story sixty five